All right, everybody, welcome back to the S3 Magazine podcast. Today we got Daryl from JCR. We're going to talk Jeep stuff. All right, welcome back to the S3 Magazine podcast. We got JCR uh, owner, correct? Are you the owner of JCR? Co-owner. One of one of the owners, yeah. Co-owner of JCR, uh, the Jeep man himself, Daryl. We also got a special guest tonight, our boy Bubba from Black Bear Off-Road. <laughs> Surprising our dude, Daryl. Where's yeah. he at? Where's he at? I don't understand technology. <laughs> <laughs> Bubba, I hear you, audio but I don't only. Hear goofy <laughs> I'm still naked. Hold on. Give me a second. <laughs> He's making Bubba. shine. Yeah, oh! <laughs> what is going on, D-Rail? Look at you. It's like SEMA. What is that, 2017, 2018? 2016, 2017, yeah. Oh, yeah, 2016, yeah. Yeah. Man, man, time flies, doesn't it? Yeah, the funny thing for any of you guys watching is, like, that's a costume for him right now, but I feel like that should be absolutely how you present yourself to the world on a daily basis. Yeah, like every... Like, like that's a little screwed up. With the the hat on, it's perfect. That's called the Randy Travis, I think. <laughs> All right. So I guess we got to kind of redo this intro. All right. So Daryl Hudson, co-owner of JCR Off-Road, which is awesome, Jeep, armor, fabricated, cool, tough stuff. Um, and then there's also Victory 4x4, which is kind of what it, I always call it the Toyota stuff. But I guess it's like the Overland side of things yeah. or... Um, basically not Jeeps, but Absolutely. off-road. Um, Correct. And, and it falls heavily into the Toyota world, which is probably cool for our listeners. So, like, Tacoma stuff, he's got a new gen Tacoma, you know, and, and, and like, they seriously use these things. Like, y'all's marketing plan at this point is basically like, yo, let's just go to Moab and, like, spend a couple weeks wandering around and see what happens. Yeah, basically. <laughs> to further introduce this mess, all right, so Bubba's back. You might not recognize him with the makeover <laughs> here, but Jeep and Bubba's back. Now, Jeep and Bubba used to work with Daryl at JCR up there in the snow um, and, then, and then came back to Georgia when he had, you know, a kid and a family, wanted the kid to be close to the grandparents, all that crap. You know, country boy stuff, right? You got to keep family close. So um, they got a lot of history, a lot of beautiful history, a lot of really cool skits. Oh, yeah. Like, what, everything that me cool and Daryl did, Everything me and Daryl did together was not work. I mean, he was <laughs> technically the owner of the company I worked for, but when we worked together, it was not work yeah, necessarily. Uh, it's, called, <laughs> it's called content marketing. <laughs> content marketing. Adult summer camp. <laughs> yeah, like I don't and, even. Me and Daryl actually spent like seven days in an RV together, going to California and back. That is I true. Yeah. There's a video of that. Somewhere, <laughs> yeah, right? there's a great yeah. video. Yeah. Yeah, I actually just chased Daryl with a camera throughout the Rubicon. (laughs) That's awesome. At night we'd get in a truck stop and it'd be kind of noisy, and Daryl would make these margaritas that would just knock me completely out. (laughs) Like one margarita. (laughs) (laughs) He's slipping melatonin and vinegar in there. And that's a hard thing to do with Bubba. I watched you drinking margaritas like they were. (laughs) It was, it was a tranquilizer. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they should have chilies down last weekend. <laughs> Hell yeah, we did. Uh, those are expensive margaritas at a chilies. Oh, it, was, it was five dollar uh, uh, trifecta night, and I said, "Go ahead and have two coming." <laughs> oh, nice bargain margarita yeah. night. It's funny. It's funny how everybody knows about them damn presidential margaritas at Chili's. They push them so hard, man. Um, okay, so, all right, before I guess we get into like a whatever, a brief history of JCR and how all that came to be and you and Brian and all that kind of stuff, but like, what? <clears throat> I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like when I got my Jeep, I found you all pretty fast. And, like, you guys struck me as, like, totally the not Jeep, Jeep, or wait, hold on, the not Jeep guy, Jeep crew or something like that. I was like, dude, these guys are exactly like me. I still, I swear, dude, I get frustrated because I feel like we're, like, kindred spirits. We like all the same stuff, but he's better at all of it than I am. That's not <laughs> like, true. <laughs> I know. It's, it's like, actually dude, true. It That's is. not true. <laughs> Science. Wheel with me. Yeah. Scientifically proven. <laughs> like the Jeeps, the bikes, the kayaks, all that stuff. Like, we actually, me and Bubba were just talking about that. Like, you totally go all in with these uh, passions of yours. Is that kind of like what happened with J? How the hell did JCR start? Oh, man. What a long story. <laughs> so, yeah. my, bus my business partner, uh, Ryan Meyer, started it in his mom's garage in 02. So he was going to college for industrial maintenance and he wanted a way to pay for modifications for his Jeep. So he got a welder and he started welding stuff for his friends, people club. Um, we met about that time. I got my first Jeep when I was 19 or 20. I can't remember. We met uh, through a four wheel drive club. And then I kind of had done mechanical stuff my whole life. I've always tinkered with with cars and stuff. So I was helping people in the club and him like just do mechanical work, like lifting stalls. We were doing gear installs and whatever. And I was going to college um, like 70 miles away at that time. So he, um, he moved to the town that we're in now or near the town that we're in now, moved the shop up there. And then I was getting frustrated with college. So I decided to jump on board and uh, full time. So I was an employee of, uh, of JCR off road. Then, uh, we were just doing like eBay stuff, doing like bumpers for Cherokees and all that. And then when we incorporated, um, I was kind of, I was kind of an integral part of the company at that time. So we incorporated in a 51 49 split. So Brian's 51% and I have 49%. And then from there, we just, we just kind of grew every year, bringing in new models, new product lines and stuff. And then, um, when you probably found us, that was probably 2014 ish, 2015. 15. probably and that's when we really started a push for like social marketing and like building a brand and doing all that stuff so that's kind of around that era that we really started um just okay. kind of doing a, a big push so that's about the same time <clears throat> we, we met each other i'm guessing or well, found like, each other online for me like the jeep thing really kind of really bit me in like 2013 i was in hawaii we rented a jeep and it was just like <laughs> epic right and then I, I pushed it off and delayed, even though I wanted it for years. And then, yeah, it was like 2015 at SEMA. Like, the only thing I cared about was Jeeps. You know, like I was there <laughs> with the magazine. And the magazine, we hadn't touched that yet. You know what I mean? We were starting to toy with some of the island trucks and, and the Toyotas and stuff like that. But um, uh, we hadn't really gone, like, full-born in the Jeep stuff yet. And then it was all I wanted, though, man. It hit me so hard. And then after SEMA, it was like, all right. We're doing it. Done. And I don't know if I knew you at, I, I know I didn't know you, but I hadn't known JCR yet. 
I don't think, in 2015. It was 2016, I guess, was the first time. I don't know. But it was shortly after. I was, I was going through a real struggle because I wanted an off-roader, you know? I wanted a Jeep because I am all about, like, the open-air experience, yeah. right? Yeah, like, yeah. I was all about that. <clears throat> I, I wanted a Toyota because Toyota is, like, super in tune with our culture with the magazine, you know, with, yeah. like... You know, the JDM thing, the tuner thing. And I think that Tacomas and FJs and 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 Forerunners have such cool style when they're done up like that. So I was like fighting with it for a long time. I'm like, am I am I a Jeep guy? Cause you know, like nine out of ten <laughs> Jeep guys, you know, like they don't have the carefree sense of, they're trying to be there and be tough. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, that's, yeah. that's at least down here in the south. Are, are you talking about Brad right now? Is that what? <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, brother! Hell yeah, brother! Hell yeah! <laughs> but yeah, I finally, I finally said, screw it. I'm gonna get what I want and and be damned with it. You know, we'll just see how it goes. Got the Jeep and then found you guys and was like. Yes, <laughs> like I found my people. Fellow idiots. <laughs> yeah, dude. My tribe is complete. Uh, the origin a little bit. Do you guys know what a Jeep YJ Renegade is? Yeah. Do you really know what the Renegade is? Because this is what the man over here owned. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, my <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. beautiful. What happened? I want another that? one. <laughs> <laughs> So that package in uh, 93, mine was a 93, was $4,500 on top of the price of a YJ, right? On top of the of an option out YJ, it cost $4,500 for those flares. And it came with like carpet and uh, sound deadening under the hood. Are you serious? I it's, remember seeing those like when they first dropped as a kid and being like, well, what is going on there? Like, well, <laughs> I love it was such like a Jeep counterculture thing, right? So everyone hated everyone hated it, and I loved it. Love it, yeah, yeah. So even after I built it, like huge tires, whatever, I always kept the flares. So I like built flat fenders under the flares, so you could like hit trees with the flares, and it wouldn't matter. And then I was like comp cutting the flares, and it just became like a thing. At the everyone hated it, and I loved every minute of it. It was but fantastic. Now they're pricey. Now they're worth. Yeah, they're crazy. Yeah. Are they? It just as like collectors or whatever. Yeah. What's it? What's that look like now to find? Uh, I don't even know what the price of a of a four liter YJ is right now, Brad. You might know. I, had a, I, I do. have a friend that just bought one for six thousand dollars. That's like not, not very modified. Old TJ prices, man. Yep, yep. Um, so I think your Renegade would be in the six to nine, ten thousand dollar range. Yeah, yeah. And they they rust underneath them, not by you, but by us. Everything catches rust underneath those flares, so mm. they're yeah. they're all dead up here. Yeah, <laughs> the JKs are dead up there. Like, oh yeah, it, they're already rusting. The are Toyotas for sure. The Toyotas are terrible. Toyotas, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but that just makes the Toyota look better. <laughs> when, <laughs> when the frame <laughs> rusts in half. Yeah, man. When you hit I've the gas got, and the bed flips. I've got drivers <laughs> right. Right now, I got Centipeding. a bunch of stickers that say "all rust" that I got from a Hawaiian surf shop because they just <laughs> throw the the stickers on top of the rust out there. Um, we bought a hundred series Land Cruiser about I don't know three months ago, four months ago, sight unseen. Just bought it, and I went to pick it up, and it was immaculate on the like the the body it was everything was immaculate. I, I rolled underneath it, and it was just like a rusty mess. <laughs> I can imagine that would suck to work on, like the like, Edmund Fitzgerald. <laughs> we don't have to deal with that crap. Like no. I'm working on that old F one fifty, and it's been sitting for ten years and never been touched before that. 
and a little bit of like freeze off and bolts are just coming right off. No big deal. You know, I can't imagine everything just breaking. Just everything you touch. Just you just bring the torch out. That's you don't even. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of what else. I don't know. What should we talk about? Well, we were talking. I talked to Will a little bit earlier on the phone. And I was talking. It was funny that you guys kind of like at JCR decided not to do basically any shows this year. And then COVID hits. <laughs> it's like you predicted uh, that the shows were going to happen anyways. They knew what's up. Like, yeah, I'm not putting any deposits down. This Chinese virus is coming through. Were you already eating bats at that point, Daryl? Or I, yes, <laughs> I, I was eating a lot of bat soup. It was on trail. <laughs> no, we actually stopped uh, last year. I don't think we did very many Jeep shows last yeah. year. We 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 didn't go to SEMA last Expo. year. Yeah, we did. We did some, a bunch of Toyota stuff, so a bunch of overlanding shows. But the uh, the, the Jeep market we've seen has kind of been um, uh, imported knockoffs and and anger. Uh -huh. <laughs> so that's basically yeah. what it was last year. Yeah. Um, Speaking so, of SEMA, as a SEMA representative, do you think SEMA is going to happen this year? They 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 keep saying it's going to happen. I mean, I don't I don't have any inside that's, scoop on it, but that they, was the inside scoop. Y'all just heard the inside scoop. From oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You do stuff with SEMA, don't you? Yeah. 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 Um, they keep they keep saying it's going to happen, so we'll we'll see. I think we're getting to a point where like they're going to have to make it happen because they keep saying it's going to happen. Yeah. And, and like the bigger companies are getting like seriously invested in this now, you know, like it's got to happen. I don't know. I was on the fence. I was like, man, we, we probably shouldn't go just because of the expense and people aren't going to be there. But now my mindset's kind of changed and I'm like, wait, people aren't going to be there. Like <laughs> all the dead weight is not going to be yeah. there. That's when Vegas is the That's best. True. No yeah. One is there. <laughs> yeah, man. So I'm kind we were of talking crazy. about it too earlier. I actually talked to Jesse and Wooly earlier about as like an outsider that likes car and Jeep culture, we're kind of excited that some of the shows are being canceled because as like a vendor or manufacturer, we're sick of certain shows. Like yeah. we won't name them. But you're like tired of going to the same exact stuff, and you're like, "Oh, that's canceled. Good. I don't have to go to that. I don't have to worry about that." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's more time to work on cars. It's more time to just go on the trails. Literally, that's what I was telling you. All the stuff I've like, been procrastinating. Oh, FD's canceled. But you want to go wheeling that weekend? Maybe. <laughs> like, I got an open weekend. I really <laughs> got lots of open weekends these days. Yeah. But. Yeah, they just canceled uh, all the Overland Expos for the year. I think last week they so they finally they finally did that. Well, uh, that's yeah. what happened to Formula Drift is they came out with a revised schedule, yeah. and and Road Atlanta was going to be the opener now, on July fourth. And Road Atlanta is the most rowdy Formula D event. Period. It yeah. kind of started here, and every it's like soccer hooligans. I mean, it gets crazy. <laughs> um, I can smell it from my house. Dude, <laughs> like, I can smell it from my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like the woods is on fire. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think so they had an reschedule again, which yeah. I'm sure they did not want to do, and like they had to kill half the event. So it's going from like a what a seven or eight event series to like four, I think, and then three of those four are double headers, and it's like. Yeah. They don't start to like September or, or oh. something. It's like, ah, oh, what a bummer, man. Like, meanwhile, yeah. meanwhile, I'm going to Florida Jeep Jam next weekend. Somehow it's still on in Panama Is City it? Beach. Panama City Beach, you're going to get some kind of virus anyways while you're there. So <laughs> That's it's, true. It's That's just true. The other viruses will kill coronavirus. <laughs> I don't think it hit. It never really hit Florida, did it? I mean, they were everyone was in spring break when the whole midst of this thing happened and they never saw a surge. And I just... For some reason, it just stayed away from Florida. 
Yeah. No, I'm going to Florida. This sucks because I'm going to Florida on Sunday and leaving on Thursday, and you're coming in what? I'm coming like... on Thursday. Damn. Oh, well. yeah. I, that brings up another question. Strangers though. in the night. Just hang, I... just hang around for a few more days. Maybe. With the family. I mean, Panama City's cheap if I just scooch yeah. on over there. Yeah. Um. All right, so that brings up another question. I always watch all y'all's like epic videos. We were riding around the whole freaking country just exploring. And like I was honestly debating taking the Jeep down to Florida because I've never done that. That seems like something you want to do with a Jeep. But I pushed out and got a little press car, a Honda CRV <laughs> hybrid to take down there. I'm Put a rooftop like, tent on it. I'm like, are we serious, man? Like and like, all right, so how do you do it? Because I do stress about the drive. I'm like Man, I don't want to take the Jeep. I'm just going to end up cracking the windshield. I'm going to get all pissed off on a vacation because I just cracked the wind. Or you know what I mean? I'm thinking about all these things that can go wrong. Meanwhile, Daryl and, and the homies are like, yeah, load up the trucks and the Jeeps and we're going to head to Colorado and then maybe head down to wherever after that, Moab or, you know, whatever. Like, how do you not give a damn? Like, how do, how do I reset my mindset to not care about destroying the stuff that you work so hard on. So Bubba can back me up on this. When you drive across the country in an RV towing Jeeps, it is so nice to just drive the damn Jeep or the truck. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so much less stress for me to hop into my Tacoma and drive to Arizona than it is to drive a toter home or an RV from yeah. from Michigan to California. Or the, California the the one they just sold, well, like a, like six months back or whatever, was a 28-foot RV with a 28-foot uh, trailer, enclosed trailer, and then like three or four-foot tongue. So you're 50 feet plus with like the weight of a Jeep and all the display stuff, and you're just white-knuckling for hours and hours oh, and terrible. hours. And then how fast <laughs> are you going, like 40 miles an hour the entire time? Well, downhill, it's – you're – you're going really fast because it's just shoving you down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't want to touch the brakes. That heat's on it. So, like in that one, there was like a, a couch and stuff, and Daryl would be like on his laptop doing stuff. And we're going through, I think Utah or Nevada, and I'm like, Daryl, get to the front seat now. And he said, What? And I'm like, Dust storm. And there's like a sign flashing dust storm, and literally it just blacks out in front of us. Are like, you serious? Like we can't see oh. things. And Daryl's just going, We're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that road on the way to Georgetown or whatever it was? That yeah, it's just like 90 degree turns and Daryl's just like, I hate my life. I hate this. I hate this. And we get done with it. He goes, did you film that? I'm like, yeah, I got it. He's like, awesome. <laughs> the rock outcropping. So there was no shoulder. It was a two lane winding mountain pass. And yeah. the rock outcroppings were coming over the road. Are so you we're. Serious? Yeah, we're in an RV and it's like eight percent grades, and we gotta go around these corners without dragging the trailer on these rocks. We're like and there's, tall. yeah, there's four hundred cars behind you, and so, <laughs> oh, man. so I don't miss that at all. But like to to actually answer your question, um, now we drive the Toyotas and they're not built like Jeeps, so they're they have like thirty threes and thirty fives, and so it's not like we're on a Jeep on forties ripping yeah. across the country. That would still kind of suck, but so all right. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on the Tacoma? That's obviously every previous rice boy like me that came up yeah. around imports. We're all getting families and, and growing up. None of us want to sell our damn car that we're all invested into, you know? Um, 
but we need these dailies. And pretty much I see it every day on my news feed. Somebody's going, yo, I'm thinking about a Tacoma. Like, should I get a Tacoma? And of course, everybody's like, hell yeah, you should get a Tacoma, man. We can, <laughs> we can have Tacomas. Like, what, what is it about the Tacoma that just gets you? You know what I mean? Because like on paper, you're like, I mean, it's kind of small. It's kind of overpriced. Like, what's, what's all the fuss about? But like, you're right. I mean, I think about it every day. I was like, you know, for the price of this, I could be in a Ram or something else. Right. And oh, yeah. the yeah. places we're going right now with it, it's not like we need. Well, in Colorado, we couldn't could we couldn't fit a Ram places with the Tacoma. Yeah, yeah. But most of the places that we're going, you could you could take a half ton truck. So it, it's just the culture. Right. Because the Rangers just as good. The Colorado's just as good if you're looking you for a so? small truck. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Gladiator is just as good. They're not making bad vehicles right now. Right. It's not like any of them is garbage. So yeah. th there's four trucks. The Ridgeline's a piece of crap. Come on, man. <laughs> Wait, you They're like the Ridgeline? Ridge <laughs> you know what's funny? Is that the Ridgeline is probably the best option for 70% of the people who are driving a small truck. That's exactly that's what safety, I said. It's a high that's, safety rating. That's it. It's, it's got storage. No, let Daryl talk because he's about to say something very critical here. Oh, just because I'm sticking up for you, you're going to let me talk now? <laughs> you're about to talk about the storage in the bed. Oh, you knew awesome it. that is for people that mountain bike or do any of that crap because you yeah. can just take all your sweaty, nasty, wet stuff and stick Throw it the in bed. the storage. Yeah. It's not in the bed. Nobody would ever know. Like, see, Bubba probably doesn't even know that you could have valuables in there. It, it's so I, I do know. It's got the adaptive all-wheel drive, yeah. so it's just, you know, if yeah, anything gets slippery, it's all-wheel drive for you. As long as a dirt road is your idea of four-wheeling, the Ridgeline is literally the best option. Yeah, I agree. Now, uh, the looks are debatable. Although well, they're, they're I, horrible. It's the ugliest were, car that yeah, exists yeah. in the world. If you know, you take that back. The, the Aztec captain. is pretty ugly. I like the Aztec oh, better. The little Aztec tank. Oh, I had a friend who had one of those. It went up to like 250,000 miles. So Dude. funny so funny story, if I can sidetrack a little bit. I haven't been paying attention, and I just found out that the uh, Detroit Gambler 500 is Saturday. So I'm thinking, can I get a car tomorrow to do this? Like, I was thinking this this afternoon, and there was an Aztec that was $500 in Kelman's <laughs> That's the one. That's the uh, one. I don't think I can make it happen, though. Like, I can't title it, so I'm driving it illegally, like, for the whole thing. And Yeah. But, yeah, the Aztec, it was that was going to be the one. Overlanding Aztec. Sorry to sidetrack. But. <laughs> I mean, overlanding. That'd be great. The overlanding Aztec would be worth whatever you could spend on it times 10 just in social media fun. <laughs> I mean, it would be the most. Me and Bubba were talking about that today. I was like, Bubba, you should do one of these alternative off road. You know how, like, you know, the import guys, they're, they're looking at first gen CRVs or weird, quirky oh, yeah. things, Subarus, you know, yeah. and they're going out. And I mean, hey, look, we can hate on them from a like capability standpoint, but like these guys are having a blast. It's like a fixed gear bike. It's like, hey, you can't argue. They're having fun on it. <laughs> You know, they do, they can't do what everybody else can do, but a dirt road's a lot of fun. A CRV um, would be cool. Via cross. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to do the via cross. That's your that's your new vehicle, Bubba. Bubba's yeah, via cross channel. <laughs> that would be perfect for Bubba because it's you fat. and sixty five other people on that <laughs> on that Facebook group. <laughs> hey, what? <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah, I don't know, man. 
An Aztec should happen. And I don't know about the Tacoma, because I got one of those as a press car, and I called Bubba, like, right away, and I was like, I don't freaking get it, man. Like, um, the, I mean, there is a culture behind it. But, yes, at the end of the week, I was like, I don't want to give this thing back. It's the perfect little truck. It's not too big. It fits. It's easy to drive. It's just easy to own and, and yeah. cruise around in. I liked it a lot, man. The I new motor and trans suck, though. That's the problem. Like, the third-gen yeah. motor and trans is junk. Like the second, a, the second, the second way gear better. it immediately. Like, yeah, and then tune it. Stock gear, tires. Gear it, then tune it, and you're kind of what it should have been from the factory. Okay. So if you got a new Tacoma, which is a third gen, is that what they're calling yeah, them? Third okay. Gen. What would you do, being Daryl from Victory Four by Four? Like, what would your first, like, whatever, three, four, five mods be to that thing to get it? You know, to get it to where you can start having some fun with it. Uh. I, I do 488 gears right away. Okay. I do a tune right away. Um, whatever size tires if you, and, and a lift, a small lift, two to two inch lift, and yeah. then like 31s or 32s and oh really? Enjoy it, yeah. Okay. Yep. Fair enough. That's what I would now Darrow has an adventure mode in this Tacoma <laughs> where he bolts on an RV, kayaks, <laughs> mountain bikes, multiple coolers. <laughs> I mean, he's literally like 15,000 pounds in this Tacoma. Oh, I'm way <laughs> over the weight limit on it. It goes four hours north. It's <laughs> like get out of town mode and turn the phone off. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, no, I, I think it's the culture. I think that I think the Yoda has just been around for so long that it's just amassed this culture behind it. And like I said, the Colorado's good, the Ranger's good. They're all good trucks, right? So yeah. What do you think of an FJ, like a, the newer FJ? Um, they're, they're weird to drive. I think they're, they're pretty cool that they can make them and some, I'm, they're, they're discontinued now, but yeah. they're, it's like driving in a coffin because it's got like that flat dash and the belt lines are so high. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the yeah. The windshield wipers. <laughs> yeah. I See, like the back I, door latch. It's weird. It's up on a, like a weird, like yeah. it's like a fridge door. But they're super yeah. capable trucks. I mean, they're, they're very capable. They have a ton of cool stuff in them, the lockers and stuff. And they have a huge following as well. Do they, do they come with lockers? Uh, yeah, so I don't know okay. my models a ton, but I think they yeah. all have a rear locker. And then they do like a trail team edition that okay. has like black wheels and some other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wheeled with one in one of the Winter Overland videos, and it was just as capable as the Jeeps. Yeah, for but sure. He, but he had a lot of money in it, like a lot. Yeah, he I had like really, really nice suspension on it and that kind of stuff. But. I think they look killer. It just, I, again, I'm the whole like open air, like connected to the elements guy, and that thing is absolutely a barrel. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll say one thing about the Tacomas, though. Their timing was perfect with the third gen yeah. because the Wrangler had waited way too long. It was like oh, 10 yeah. years with the same body style, and people were like, we're going to sell our Wranglers and get a new Tacoma. It just looks new. But yeah. t Tacoma like tricked everybody, the Toyota, because it was the same frame and same drivetrain, same everything. They're just like... Just somebody, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. the grill looks way better. The headlights look way better. Everything looks better. But yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was the perfect time, and everyone I knew sold their Jeep, bought a Tacoma, and now they all drive Gladiators. Same people, same people. Daryl knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. But that's the thing. People, people thought they were going to go rock crawling in their Wranglers. And if you don't care if the top comes off and you're not rock crawling, what? Why are you driving a Wrangler around? Right? They're not comfortable. There's better four wheel drive options out there, and I think that's where everyone was like went to the Taco and then the Gladiator now, because the Gladiator is a useful. It's it's just as capable as a Wrangler, besides a little more rear overhang, and mm -hmm. it's and you can, you can carry stuff around. So. 
And the JL package is way more comfortable now than the JK. Oh, or yeah. The JL anything ever was. It yeah. feels like a forerunner, basically. Yeah, for sure. So what your your thoughts on the Gladiator are pretty positive, huh? I feel like they I feel like there was a lot of hype around that that coming out. I wanted one. You know, and then the price tags were kind of high, high enough to make me go, I'm going to keep my JK that I've already been putting so much blood, sweat, and tears into. Um, And now I feel like they've kind of come down a little bit. You know, like they weren't selling as hot as they thought they might, or I don't know what it was, but I feel like they're kind of coming down a little bit on the the price. Yeah, I don't think they hit the numbers that they wanted to, so they, they did some incentives and stuff on it. I think the hardest part about the Gladiator was it never came out with like a stripped option, right? So there was no... Thirty thousand dollar gladiator, right? Yeah. But you, but you can go into a lot and buy a twenty six thousand dollar Tacoma, and it will yeah. have nothing. It'll have steel yeah. wheels and roll up windows, but it's still a platform to build off them, right? Yeah. So, but when the gladiator came out, what was it? I think it was like thirty four nine or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. That was a roll up window or whatever gladiator. I mean, come on, thirty five thousand dollars. Well, when and it first came like, out, it had a dealer markup of sixty five thousand. Oh yeah, for sure. That's what they were selling for. People were buying. That mess. That well, what I, they were buying them. I always tell my car buddies that, you know, are, are thinking about getting a Jeep or something to go off road. I'm like, yo, the other thing to think about, dude, is a Wrangler is like one of the best resale values you can possibly get. Yes. So like, don't really necessarily stress that part of it. Get it, enjoy it. And if it's not for you, you're going to sell it and not really lose much money. Do you think the Gladiator is going to be the same way? Or you think it's going to tank a little bit more than the Wranglers just because... Oh, They're I don't, not I mean, Wranglers. The demand for used gladiators, I think, is going to be so high for so yeah. long that there's no way that, that, that that's not going to have a high resale value. Yeah. Okay. Now you got me wanting one again. Gladiator? After, after SEMA this year, what we were doing is basically like, all right, Jesse, you're buying my Jeep because he had Jeep <laughs> fever real bad. That was, and that was a I was going to go get the Gladiator Jeep. and call it marketing tool for work <laughs> you know or whatever and that was the plan and then i don't know i got home and i guess the whole buzz from sema wore off a little bit and i was like goo those things are expensive man like but that's a that's a truck you can put on 37s and will be comfortable driving across the country like you can do it you can have a built gladiator and it will drive fantastic so the, the wheelbase is nice the weight is nice like it's they're great trucks they really are um i expected them to sell a little higher than i than they are but you're kind of seeing them kind of everywhere now i don't know what it's like done by you yeah well yeah at first i saw like three and then i didn't see any more you know what i mean it was like the same yeah. three people in town or whatever and <laughs> the then uh, is they're ugly stock Oh, they are. Yeah. It's like yeah. a stock LG. When you lift them, it's beautiful. Amazing. Yeah, lift sure. the wheels, it's it's very quick to make them look good, but stock, they're horrendous. Have you guys <laughs> seen this one that they're never going to make? That is a single cab gladiator. Oh. It's yeah. A concept. Now that, that looks so good. I would trade both my kids for that. Really? <laughs> well, you wouldn't need a back seat because <laughs> he's got to figure it out already. Sounds like a don't win bring win. a don't bring a person in a backpack though because you have nowhere to put the backpack. Yeah, <laughs> you can put it in the bed, and it can. Get, it's like driving an MJ around yeah. daily. Yeah. Well, I want an MJ. I still want my MJ. <laughs> yeah, they they're awesome, but but dailying one wears thin really quick when there's just no room in it. Well, Daryl put some. Uh, I won't say the company seats that are in it but they're like daryl size seats and he's like, oh, come ride with me and i'm like 
roof's hitting my head. <laughs> and Daryl's like, wait till the nitrous kicks him. <laughs> 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 oh. Those uh, those bearings looked really nice, by the way. Did you see the photo of those rod bearings out of that 4 Oh, yeah. Those are nice. <laughs> what happened? Uh, it developed a bottom end knock uh, when we were in Moab. It was a pretty faint, and then we decided to spray a bunch of nitrous to, to finish it off. <laughs> Send right. it, man. Send One it. time, well, me and Daryl did the Rubicon together. That was a trip that we went out to California and back. And as soon as we got off the trail, we found the first craft brewery. We had everything they had. And <laughs> we, get on, we get on the road, and what they don't tell you is when you finish the Rubicon to get back to where your truck and trailer are is two hours. But that two hours is just winding racing roads from like an Austin Powers movie. And so <laughs> they had a supercharged JK and Daryl's just racing anything. <laughs> For two hours. 40s and off-road sway bars and just <laughs> rolling through gears. Nice. Is that was that the I call it the Magnum PI JK? That was the one that was like yeah. uh the one that we put on cover, the gray one yep. with yep. the stripes on it. Yeah. We were oh. talking earlier about it. I was like, Daryl's better at everything than me, and I can prove it. He's cut a Jeep in half and put it back together successfully. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> like Pete, Pete helped a lot, to be fair on that. But, so but you cut people, it in half. For, <laughs> people listening, for people listening that just went, wait, what? Like, yeah. to summarize, just briefly, you took a JK, two-door, mm-hmm. and cut yeah. it in half. Yeah, so to, uh, a couple to, he was like, Bubba, get in here, grab the back end. And we started walking away with it. <laughs> yeah. So a, a company called Jeepworks Limited uh, sells a, a kit to stretch a two-door JK. I think a JL they're working on now, uh, 10 inches. So it's a 10-inch body, 10-inch frame stretch. Yeah. So it's pretty awesome. It, Just it so makes you get a, more wheelbase. Yeah. very. Which capable. also confuses me because it seems like yeah. a shorter wheelbase would – you know, roll up over the top of things and not bottom out on it. So it depends on where you're wheeling. It depends right. on where you're wheeling. So, so you on, want the East the longer... Coast, yeah. on the East Coast where we have all these trees and tight trails, a two-door is great, short wheelbase, because you can kind of zoom around all those trees, right? Mm-hmm. But out West where you're doing these big climbs, these big ledges and stuff, you want that wheelbase because it makes a more stable vehicle. Yeah. So are the Gladiators so, going to be huge out West? Yeah, yeah, for sure. As long as it breaks over and the bed doesn't get caught on anything, it works. <laughs> we did the Rubicon in that Jeep. Daryl at the end was like, I thought you said this was hard. Like, <laughs> I lied to me. I was like, well, I brought my two-door here and it was well, hard. <laughs> that brings me up to another question. How did you get so damn good? Like, Bubba said, Bubba's like told me a couple times. I like, said. Daryl is the best. Go he's ahead. the best off-roader I've ever rode with. All right. Best driver and the best aftermarket mechanic i think i've ever been around <laughs> i'm not the best driver and yes I've, he is he's I've, there's videos of him eating a bag of fritos shifting we got gears, stuck climbing, <laughs> we were dual <laughs> driving and didn't realize it <laughs> like how did you how did you like get good like how long did it take for you to get over the hurdles of of uncertainty and intimidation and be like well i'm well, you know I'm good we now. We used to wheel so much when we were younger. I mean, we wheeled all the time, and we were dumb kids and had no care or concern whatsoever for our bodies, for our vehicles. So you you fail. I think that's a, bunch. a key element. Yeah. Yeah, you got to <laughs> learn. You got to learn what the limits are, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Daryl's actually willed Teleco, which me and you will never get to experience. Yeah, man, what a great place that was. I'm we we, <laughs> we could have a three hour conversation about how much of a bummer that whole situation was, but that place was the place Dude, was like, rad. I'm in a funk right now. I don't know if it's Georgia bumming me out and just a lack of over. It's like I, I'm at that like what five year itch or something where like it's I still negatively negatively. No, nah, come on. I still love my Jeep. I love driving my Jeep on the road. I love going, you know, and hitting trails and stuff. But for some reason, there's a little bit of like a funk that's developed there where I'm just like, I don't so know if it's because I've done second, these trails before or I don't know if it's because it's been raining the last dozen times we've been out or I don't know what it is. So I've been there. The second time that me and Willie went wheeling together, uh, I was like, I got this secret spot. It's like a little waterfall you climb, and he shatters his spider gears. Since then, oh, no. not the same person. He's just not. He's holding on to it, that every single it, He brings it up every single time he goes wheeling, doesn't he? Because it's in the front of my head every time we go that's, wheeling. Like, that's four-wheeling, man. Don't do that's four-wheeling. It's break Dana 30s. Bring yeah. parts. Yeah, it is, it's Dana 30. It's so, got your truss on it, so the actual axle was it's fine. Straight, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, that sucked. And, I got and, the cure. I got the cure for your funk. What's that? Moab. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, all right, look. And I'm just being totally honest. Everybody talks about Moab. My buddy Paul Firestein, who used to work at, you know, do you know Paul? He used to work at Rugged Ridge. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know you guys have been in the same place at the same time. But anyway, he's like the guy that kind of made me pull the trigger and finally get a Jeep. But um, he's always talking about Moab. Bubba's always talking about Moab. It seems to me like but there's no trees. There's no mud. Like, yeah. Like, um, vertical climbing. Moab, vertical climbing. Moab will change your life. Really? Yeah, the first time you wheel a trail in Moab you'll wonder why you haven't been doing this your whole life. So why is that? So my only experience has been on the East Coast, and I love being out in the green and the trees, waterfalls, mountains, I love, whatever. Yeah, I love the East Coast too. I mean, I, I love the trees. I love all of that. But, like, you've never seen a landscape. It's like you're in a Wile E. Coyote Roadrunner film, right? Like, that's what's happening all around you. Yeah. And the trails are just epic and you'll look at a, at an obstacle. You're like, I can't, I can't make it up that. And then everything is sandpaper and you'll just walk or you'll walk right up it. Yeah. Huh. It's that's it's, insane. Yeah. It, there's so much, there's so much um, history there with four wheeling yeah. and it, it's just a, like, so I was in the funk you were in, right? We didn't wheel. We, we focused on the business for four or five years. We didn't wheel at all. I sold my Jeep and didn't even own one. Um, and then we went to Moab and like that totally brought back like this whole off-roading four-wheeling thing for me. Like Moab was the reason that, that we bought a bunch of Jeeps again, personal Jeeps and got back into like four-wheeling and all that stuff. So So is that like a, I was telling him Willie today that we need to go extremes in both directions for him to try. We need the Moab and we need extreme overlanding. Like he doesn't camp. Yeah. So like we got to get him out there with the bruise and the camping and like days of easy driving. And then also giant rocks and yeah. landscapes like that. Or like Colorado, like there's so much awesome stuff in Colorado. And if you like trees and mountains, like that's that's a cool place too. And there's tons of trails that are just awesome <clears throat> stuff to see, not ridiculously difficult. You're not going to break your vehicle, but yeah. they're trails that go places, right? So 
it's not a trail that you just finish and you're at the end of the trail. It's a trail that you finish and you're in a ghost town or you're in an old mine or you're at this old building and like you get awesome stuff to film, awesome stuff to get media of. And then you, you, you turn around, head back to town where you have a cabin or you have a hotel or whatever, have dinner. I think, that, I think that's kind of a big part of it for me now is like, I like to get on a trail, use the trail to get to a different destination you know, and then be someplace else. Like a lot of the trails here in Georgia, they're kind of just like Something. these mazes or circles. And you're like, yeah. well, we're back at where we started. Now what? And you know, and it's too easy. Red it's clay. Too easy to be just like, tons well, of red clay. Yeah. 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 I want I want to like travel journey somewhere. Well, it's the same thing with a boat. I'm like, what's so, the point of a boat if you're just in a lake doing damn circles? Like I want to <laughs> use the boat to go somewhere, you know, like that's that's what I want to do. So question about Moab real quick. Is that as what do you have to do to prepare for something like that? Or can somebody just go out with, you know, the with the Jeep that I just bought? Oh, uh, you can rent. So there's there's a bunch of places on Moab to rent a Jeep. So if you yeah. just want to yeah, if you just want to fly in, uh, rent a Jeep that's capable and and explore or be guided. I mean, that's that's a great way to experience it without having to worry about your vehicle, getting your vehicle there. Um, if you want to drive yours, just make sure it's in good mechanical condition and and don't do any difficult trails or try any hard obstacles that you know you're going to break your truck and then so you can drive back home again. So what happens Ooh. if you break out there in the middle of the damn desert? What do you do then? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Like, don't, don't, don't do that but there's so many people out there that you could definitely get a ride back into town there's off-road recovery stuff out there there's a bunch of different shops out there that can handle anything i mean they have the most obscure parts you can even if you had break an aftermarket axle shaft a shop there probably has one for you really yeah don't the trails have like fossils yeah. and junk on them yeah stuff? yeah petroglyphs and fossils and it's, uh, it's there's a lot of history there I got it's a buddy. Crazy. It's funny because I keep bringing him up. My buddy works at um, at Yokohama, and uh, and so Yokohama sponsors one of those Jeep rental places. So as part of this big contract that they have, they get to take winners of their little contests out there and go do Moab, and he gets to kind of lead that. And he's like, "Dude, there is nothing like it." And he's a race car guy. He's not a Jeep guy, but he's kind of like turned into a Jeep guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he said, yeah, but- it's just absolutely amazing. It really is. It really. I mean, Moab's really special. Like, if you get a chance to go out there, definitely, definitely do it. Is there anything comparable on this side of the of the country no. to prepare? No. Okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but the, the Not thing even about Durham Town, come on. <laughs> the thing about Moab is, is that there's like we have to worry about these wet rocks, like these yeah. muddy covered rocks or mossy covered yeah. rocks. So we beat on our vehicle so much more than you would out there. Like yeah. all of the rock is sandpaper out there. So you're idling up most things. I mean, there's no bumping. There's no, really? I mean, we do that cause we're dumb, but like there's yeah. like, you could make it up the obstacle by just idling and crawling up it. Uh-huh. For, for another instance, Jesse, when we go even in the mountains in Georgia, if you slip off the mountain, you'll hit a pine tree. If you slip off in Moab, it's 10,000 feet to your death. <laughs> yeah, you'll yeah. There's nothing to stop you. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, I remember Daryl. All right, so, guys, Daryl writes for the magazine sometimes pretty much just about your own cars that, that we feature. But well, yeah, selfish. Write about anybody selfish. Else. What? Yeah, I But, yeah, I remember you saying something like that. It's the, it's the risk of error is so much greater out there 
than it is, you know, you don't bump a tree and lean on it and go, God dang it. You know, like it's more like you're rolling down the side of a mountain. Yeah. And most trails, I mean, it's just, you think it's the, you think you're going to die, but you're not, but there's definitely some trails out there that you're looking out your driver door at a three, 400 foot drop. Oh, and you're going, you're going, Oh, Bubba, I, better get, that, I should get this I right. Coming apart. I would be so, so beside there's a point myself. time. I need to have my shit together. Now is that time. Yeah. Dude. And the, like one of the reason you can't prepare for it is that's the only rock like that in the United States. Like that sandpapery rock. There's just no other formation. Like you can prepare for the Rubicon by going to Wind Rock or AOP, but you can't prepare for Moab. So I'm guessing the elevation, like the climbing incline. It's probably so steep that you swear to God you're about to just fall over backwards, right? Yeah, I mean, some trails you do. I mean, some obstacles on some trails you will. Like, if you don't manage the throttle properly, you'll, you'll flip over backwards. But those are, like, some of the more difficult. I mean, the thing about Moab, and the best part about it is, is there's however many trails there are, 70% of them are doable on a stock vehicle, right? A yeah. stock Jeep. A stock Jeep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then the, the rest of them are doable with modifications, 35-inch tires, a couple lockers. There's only a few trails and a few obstacles out there that are like, you need to have dual lockers and 40s or a buggy. Like, that's not what Moab really is about. Like, Mo- like Windrock, I think, has more difficult trails like that you need a buggy for than really? Moab really does, yeah. Huh. All right. So what do you think of the whole overland hashtag movement, (laughs) overland expo, part of SEMA, overland, everything's overland? Like, oh, man, like, like, it got really serious, really fast. (laughs) Yeah, I just want to know, like, I mean, what do you think about it? Are you into it? Do you like it as much as jeeping what i call jeeping or um so brett and i kind of the same in that we've camped our whole lives like like yeah. throwing a tent in a vehicle and going out where somewhere and camping has been something we've done our entire life so yeah. call it yeah. car camping or call it whatever you want um so i slot into the hashtag overlanding thing really well um i don't hate the term overlanding because i think it's really it's a handy marketing term right so it's a handy way to align yourself with a culture or align your way with a hobby um true overlanding if you want to like the definition of the word would be like like an expedition travel in another country for like a long period of time Um, yeah 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 and i I, yeah yeah so and I, I, I've never been a part of that. I don't, I've never watched like the camel trophy or any of that kind of stuff, but like the whole week long out in the desert or up North or whatever, I'm totally down with that. Right. So. That's well, the thing cool. Daryl is in overland country. And one thing people don't know about Michigan, unless you've lived there, cause they don't tell you about it outside of state <laughs> is once you get North of Grand Rapids, it's four hours of woods, mm-hmm. the prettiest, beautiful woods. I mean, and you could drive to a campsite and not, no one will be there. No one will drive through your campsite. You won't see anybody. It's just woods. Yeah, that's what's up. Beauty, but it's flat. So overlanding yeah. uh, is a thing hey, in Michigan because it's just flat. Now, what makes it fun is snow. So we go winter overlanding. <laughs> <laughs> and then it adds a level of ice in the water and sliding yeah. in the trees and uh, possibly getting eaten by wolves or Sasquatches or whatever. Or dying yeah. of hypothermia. <laughs> yeah, almost, I was about to say, and it's we've just We've almost cold died a lot of times. The number one rule around the campfire is you cannot fall asleep. The first guy that starts to fall asleep, we all have to go to bed because if you fall asleep, you'll die. Yep. In the winter. 
Not in the summer. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, because, you know, like, we put, like, shaving cream yeah. on Yeah. Because you'll <laughs> feel like zero, zero degrees. Freeze to death. No, yeah. we've camped in negative 10. Yep. I mean, it's just... <laughs> what it is. Yeah, That's so the, so the only hard trails in Michigan are in private parks. So most... Really. Yeah, yeah. Rocks and valleys. Yeah, so most of the stuff in Michigan is forest roads, two tracks... Uh, that kind of stuff. So it's perfect if you like camping and kayaking and hunting and doing all that stuff. Mountain biking. Mountain biking. Mm-hmm. We we we're, we're, we got a lot of that. We just don't have so any mountains. Do you, like, do you like mountain bikes as much as you like four by fours? He likes mountain bikes more. Way more. Yeah. <laughs> why don't you? Why don't you use them handy tools you all got and build like a, a you a know hardtail yeah. little frame? Because I love having a hobby that's not my business. That, I get that. that shirt he's wearing, the pedal, that's his boy Jason, uh, <laughs> yeah. and that's like a groovy little place. You go, you drink their coffee. I didn't even have a mountain bike, and I just go drink coffee and beer <laughs> at pedal. That's um, a good shop. Yeah, yes. they got good folks. Yeah, shout out to Battle Bicycles. But yeah, I don't want to make- shout out to Jason. <laughs> yeah, Jason. <laughs> we're actually going. Uh, we're actually going to the UP next weekend up to the Keweenaw, which is the here. I'll do the stupid what hand. Is he uh, right here, the Copper so House. This is, this is uh, Michigan. Yeah, this, there's the UP. This way, this way. And it's above. Yeah. So this is what? where the, he lives in. He lives in Kalamazoo. No, that's Detroit. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> and the UP's above it. And he's going up here. <laughs> you can. I learned me. that. I learned that in. in the state of Michigan, you, shaped like a Michigan. How far are you from like, like South Haven? Um, for like forty minutes. Oh, okay. No, yeah. we were right there. Our listeners will know Darryl. that because that's where Gingerman's yeah. at. Yeah. How did yep. you like? How did you like South Haven refusing to stay closed? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. That was amazing. They weren't having it. So I don't know how bad Michigan still shut down, but they were at this time weren't allowing any restaurants to be open. And South Haven is like little shops, craft breweries, wineries, yeah, yeah, things. Yeah, like yeah, that. I've been, to, I've been to one of those breweries, and they just opened. And they said, "Whatever, yeah. fu government, we're going to be open. Come get drunk in South Haven." And they did that. They opened Memorial Day. Our restaurants opened on Monday, I think. Didn't here, they? So. This Monday. This Georgia's Monday. been open the whole time. We I were know. just like, whatever. Nothing. Nah, there's a few weeks where we we're like. The governor's like, home. if you feel like it, stay at home. If not, Dr. <laughs> Toomey says it's all good. Here. <laughs> We're good. My worry about this whole situation, uh-huh. and not to get political and not to talk about a virus forever. Oh, no. But, like, um, my next topic was religion, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> if, if anything, like like uh, SARS or one of those things that like has a high infection rate, high mortality rate, um, if, the, if that ever happens... <laughs> No one's gonna believe it's a thing anymore, yes, right? Because because true, how yeah. this all went down, people that weren't in areas that were hit hard with this, people that weren't in Detroit, people that weren't in Italy, people that weren't in New York, Atlanta. yeah, they didn't see they didn't see any of this happening, right? They saw it on the news and it never hit them directly. So everyone's like, "Oh, this wasn't a thing. This is a big media hype. This is blah blah blah." When it just didn't hit them in their area. So if anything ever happens that like. Eighty percent of the people are going to die if they get it. No one. They're we're just all take it we're, we're done. Yeah. yeah, we're done. We're just all going to die. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've seen the proof. That's going to be a total cluster. Yeah. And thank God that it wasn't as bad as they expected it to be. Thank God the transmission rates and uh, all that wasn't as bad as they expected it to be. But like, this whole thing happening was the most ridiculous thing to watch. People and science and the media just 
just fight all the time, right? <laughs> oh, JCR yeah. had to close down for what a month? Yeah, what? they shut y'all down, right? They shut us down. Yeah. I actually yeah, was- sold some Victory Four by Four parts this past week. Placed an order with Corey; he's the worst salesman ever. And uh, <laughs> everyone used Mitchell, if you call him. But um, <laughs> so I ordered a parts, and he's like, "I can't have that tomorrow." I was like, "They're in Michigan." Like. These guys have, were just opened up like a week ago. They were closed for a freaking month. Like, chill. Oh, our backlog is <laughs> our backlog is crazy. Yeah. yeah was, so, uh, what about business? Did it? I mean, obviously, it screwed up business because you couldn't work. But as far as people ordering crap, did you notice like a decrease or an increase because they were just bored and staring at their jeeps? Um. So, in March or in March. When it all kind of happened, we we noticed a, a decrease for a while, and then all the Corona bucks, everyone got their Corona bucks, yeah. and they spent yeah. them on Jeep parts and Toyota parts. So that's just there called was Trump a... checks, Daryl. Trump checks. <laughs> Trump checks. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, then we saw an uptick, and it's it's pretty steady right now. Um, it's just hard because when you're not when you're shut down, you can't make products, so that those orders are still coming in. So yeah, yeah, you have to make that eventually. It's 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 a better problem than the other problem. It's a better problem than a everyone being dead or b having no orders. So I'm right. thankful every day that we're healthy and, and something Daryl hasn't mentioned, but I, if you Google Victory Four by Four JCR, you can figure out is they build everything in house. It's all 100% U.S. based. Yeah. Um, so it's local employees in Michigan. It's U.S. steel, it's literally like the steel comes in, they cut it, they bend it, they weld it, they powder coat it. They yeah. actually make the stickers they send to you and the shirts they send to you, and it's just all designed in-house. Yeah. yeah. Which, Which is, is pretty dope. Like respect. if you're a car guy, it's everything that you love. It's like the, you know, the fabricator. It's kind of, I don't want to say it's boutique but it's not just off-the-shelf well, stuff. What's more American right, than right. something built in Michigan for your car? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on. Yeah, they are like the dudes that you would immediately be like, yeah, those are the dudes. Like, those that's the kind of company I want to yeah. support because like they're literally right there making it. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. All right, so we're just- let's talk about Sasquatch. Oh, let's talk so, about Sasquatch. So Jesse, do you know what I'm talking about here? No, I was gonna, I was gonna ask about, or I'll at least shout out like the marketing that you guys do. It's just hilarious. The do y'all have the air horn button on the bottom of your website? Yeah, sirens. <laughs> I found that randomly. Where did that come from? Listen, <laughs> it was it was Brad. <laughs> I found that like two or three months ago. I saw that. I was like, no way, no. And I'm I think I was skyping with uh with Hunter because we were talking about Jeep parts or whatever. Um, and all of a sudden I'm like. You won't believe what's about to happen. And he's like, "What? Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> like, Let's go. Darryl, what you really want?" At about four thirty, he's on his third Red Bull, and you can catch him in this weird buzz, and you can pitch him weird ideas. <laughs> his eyes are dilated. He's twitching. He's like, oh. "Hey, Bubba, what do you think about this?" And I was like, "Add rap sirens," and it did happen. And then one time. <laughs> For some reason, they would never ask me for ideas. I would just give them to them un- unwanted. But yeah. some reason, him and Cameron, uh, which is like his other uh, graphic designer, marketing guy, was like, what does this video need? We don't know what to do. And I was like, Tijuana. And that was it. So we did <laughs> We did a Max Dilson video in Tijuana. Daryl was dressed up. There was gunshots and all kind of stuff. I forgot what I'm getting- about that video. <laughs> so what I was getting to, though, is they went to Colorado and – Typically at JCR, it's a bunch of uh, 
it's it's like a family. It's like a bunch of bros. Everybody like spits ideas. It's an open environment where you don't. Well, you might get made fun of, but it's in love. Like you know, you can just throw out ideas. So there usually is some sort of theme. Like this shirt, like the shred shirt, was like we're going to SEMA. We're gonna be like <laughs> Saved by the Bell. Well, their Colorado trip was finding Bigfoot, and it seems like a, a just a harmless idea or theme, but it's turned out to be a hilarious. But yet. <laughs> Some death threats or things are coming your way currently because of that? <laughs> yeah, you didn't predict that, huh? <laughs> so it was just this, like, add-on idea to make an interesting video. So we made the the vehicle we just wrapped last minute in, like, Bigfoot stuff, like the Bigfoot Hunter, like the U.S. Forest Service, but Bigfoot stuff on it. Yeah. And we was like, let's have this <laughs> stupid shtick where the whole video will be about us finding Bigfoot. Like, it didn't have a point. And it and it, to be honest, it wasn't really funny. Like I'm, I, we, we, we it was shot funny. The, we shot the video and we put it out. I was like, I don't know if this is funny or not. So, it's out for like a year, like on YouTube, right? It has I don't know how many views it has. It's out for about a year, and then all of a sudden, like we start getting these weird comments. Like people are like, you didn't you didn't really hunt for Bigfoot because if you found Bigfoot, you'd get more than you bargained for. And you'd be like, what, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, the thing about Brian is the, the uh, Daryl's partner in crime at JCR is uh, you you sometimes can't tell if he's being serious or not. And he had this like Bigfoot hunting kit he'd bought at like a children's toy store or something, and he was acting very oh, serious. Oh yeah, he played it straight. Hunting. It was great. Yeah, yeah it was great. <laughs> but definitely satire. So this video got picked up, and I don't know. I'm just guessing. There's some Bigfoot forum out there, right? Like people hunt Bigfoot. Right. And someone like posts, yeah, and someone posts like this video of, of <laughs> right. she's the way. And now all of the comments on it are people mad that we're that we're making fun of them for for hunting Bigfoot, that it wasn't a serious documentary about hunting Bigfoot. <laughs> if we found Bigfoot, we would like we'd be sorry that Bigfoot found us. And it just <laughs> every day it's another comment, and it gets crazier and crazier and crazier. <laughs> And people are, are furious that they watch this video expecting, like, there to be a payoff for them. How right? long is this video? Uh, it's 40 minutes, maybe? 35 uh, minutes? 40? Okay. It's like a mini documentary. About and then it just kind of ends. And they're sitting yeah, we, we don't find Bigfoot, right? But <laughs> well, I figured. <laughs> so, yeah, Bubba was saying they're getting all pissed off. They're like, you're never going to find them with those loud cars out there. <laughs> so... We're shooting this video in Colorado, right? And we're getting ready in the morning at a at a grocery store. And we're all parked getting ready. And I'm in the grocery store getting snacks or something for the day. And I come out and the guys are all excited talking to me, retelling me the story about how somebody saw the big the hunter vehicle. They drove up and they had a conversation with Brian about they, where they know he's at. Where we, where we can for sure find him, how they've seen him, all this stuff. Cameron didn't film it. What? Damn it, Cameron! <laughs> you Ken Barbie looking, beautiful man, you like on the street interview, like a person that actually believes that Bigfoot is real and is is in your a and and we have none. We don't have none. Gone forever. You're yeah, never gonna get that moment back. Because they just watched in awe instead of turning the camera on. You know, it's like. <laughs> that's insane i'm trying to think of what other silly brilliant stuff y'all had so done the little handy corn obviously that's retired now right he's, he's yeah he's retired he was sold uh, uh, the, 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 charity. Uh, 
the idea JCR two was be like we'd make videos we thought were funny. We thought were funny, <laughs> but they're not funny to other people necessarily. Like all the there, if you go back, there's there was Christmas specials for a long time. Oh yeah. And one day Daryl's like, "Can you bring your shotgun in? Because you're gonna shoot all the reindeer today." Like <laughs> we killed all the reindeer in a in a, in a Christmas special. That's my to somehow sell bumpers. To somehow sell bumpers, we killed all the reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Santa wanted to buy a Jeep, but he had to get rid of the sleigh first. So he had to get rid of the sleigh. He had to get rid of the reindeer. <laughs> I'm think, I know we talked about it. I, I guess it was the podcast we did with Bubba. But I think the one that absolutely. Oh, random Mulrated. The yeah. one that absolutely got me was that Black Friday sale. Where, where you were like, oh, you guys got a clip? Oh, cool. Show them the clip. the clip. And then it was just like a GoPro <laughs> on the computer. You're scrolling through your own website. <laughs> Is that the random all-rated show? Random all-rated show. There was two episodes of the random all-rated show. Drinking moonshine. Yeah. Was- yeah. <laughs> who, who was it? Was it Caleb? Who was it? That, Corey. Uh, Corey. Okay, yeah. Because you're like, here, have some moonshine. He's like, what a... <laughs> Like, dude, this is moonshine. This is actual moonshine. We legit were drinking moonshine, and I caught a buzz in the filming of that. Mid, midday, midday, Jason. That video was one of my favorites, and then the video where you were the car salesman or whatever, Bubba. Oh, uh, mad dog crazy. Bubba. Yeah, mad dog. Crazy Bubba. There was like corn dogs or something, or like bratwurst. How the hell did you guys do that? Like, you guys are like brilliant dog, actors. The mad dog crazy Bubba. I literally told Cameron just to start filming. There was nothing else done <laughs> in preparation. And it was usually like, Daryl would be like actually working. He'd be like this. He'd be serious. And but like, hey, Daryl, I got an idea. And he'd be like, eh. And then I'd pitch him something. And like one out of a hundred we would do. But those would, you'd get to see the craziness that happened. So, yeah. So the reason that like Black Friday sales always bring that out is because I hate that whole sale thing. I hate discounting. Yeah, yeah. yeah I hate yeah. discounting product. I think that it's cheesy. Like, why is it product cheaper today than it was yesterday? Right. So every time we come up with a sale for Black Friday, I, we want to harness some stupid, cheesy car salesman sale or like Winnebago man or <laughs> so that's that was so much fun to make those Black Friday sales. And just do what the heck was that? Screenshot. Screenshot. That's why that was so much fun. And then like just letting like like Brad said, just just filming Brad or just letting him do whatever he wants. And it would make these ridiculous videos that only we found funny, right? Like it's a horrible way to sell product. Like it's just it's gonna get that video out in front of somebody, but it's not gonna make them feel like cute about your product, right? They're like uh-huh. <laughs> Well, it worked like a charm on me. Like I said, I'm sitting yeah. there on social media going, These are my people. But I can imagine like your average, you know jeeper guy we would get kind of some backlash because people would be like hey you're making funny videos why don't you weld my bumpers up (laughs) why don't you get back to work and weld those bumpers up okay dad damn it i don't weld what are you talking about people don't understand like what's like a company that has a hierarchy and a structure and they like they think that we're just three people in a garage because that's the way we kind of show ourselves with employees behind it that yeah. will things but I'm, like. I'm in a different building at this point <laughs> yeah but yeah you'll, you'll never stop i mean the angry customers is just always going to happen 
<laughs> so <laughs> we'll just poke the bear with dumb Bigfoot videos and and rando mortgage. I'm really sad the rando stuff didn't take off more. I mean, that was that was some of the funnest stuff. Well, listen, we can always bring it back, Daryl. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> we got Jesse. Through Skype. Um, <laughs> you have a house. No, I don't. I live in a trailer. <laughs> I have my groceries at the Dollar General. <laughs> a trailer down by the river. Here we go. <laughs> Dude, I'm serious. You need to grow your damn hair out. By the way, Jesse, my Daryl and Wooly feet is snap. It's like just, it's just like I'm seeing the same face. You know, it's you look like right now. Have you ever seen the Kenny Rogers roaster skit on Mad TV? R.I.P. Kenny Roaster. <laughs> Kenny Rogers right now. Roaster. You look just like Kenny Rogers from Kenny Rogers roaster skit. You have to watch this after this. I do feel like you need a dangly earring. Yeah, a single ear. Yeah. <laughs> what ear does it go in? Well, that depends, man. <laughs> Listen, Bubba Mall rated just <laughs> <swings> one way. <laughs> yeah, dude. That works. That look works for you. Okay. Hey, Daryl, do you still have the Miata or no? And my brother has it. My brother bought nice. it from me. He's doing awesome stuff to it, too. He's building a turbo kit for it right now, so he's oh, giving it what it deserved. I'll be right back. So yep. do you have any, like, sporty anythings or not? What do you drive on the regular? Just The whatever. taco. The taco. Or, or a motorcycle, usually. What motorcycles? I don't know I've, shit about motorcycles. So. I've got a Buell, um, kind of an adventure touring bike, and yeah. then I have uh, a couple of 90s Ducatis that are kind really? of yep, exciting and fun to ride, so... That's interesting. It was interesting. But you can only ride them like four months a year there, right? <laughs> no, I mean six months a year. You can ride the – so the adventure one you can ride through the fall. Right, you can, right. You can ride the winter if you want. But And then uh, I've been building the Chief, so that's kind of my that's kind of my sports car right now, I, I guess. <laughs> no yeah. cars yet. The it's Chief got an LS in it, right? Yeah, yep. I'm, I'm still finishing the tuning up on it right now. So. Yeah, brother. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking. I kind of want a challenger, a wide body challenger. I think that's what would be the next. But I, but I want to get through a mailbox. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Did yeah. you really? Do you not know? I what was it waiting is? for the joke, and then uh, was no it fun? Was me, huh? Was it fun? I, no, because it was a sheriff's mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> so it was yeah, not fun. This is on a video. She, she was happened to be like standing outside when I did it too. So I was just like, <laughs> she was like. What? The hell was that? And I was like, "Damn, this thing's fast." Yeah, the the prices are coming down on those now. You can put them through as many mailboxes as you want; it wouldn't even matter. Well, the worst part is it was Mopar's car. It was a oh, press car. Press. That's no, that's no good. And I absolutely, yeah. Long story short, what got me is traction control blows on that car because it just totally you know, neuters the car. And uh, we had it off because we were doing some video. Of course, it was video, right? Like we were, so we were doing like some little burnout stuff and trying to show off. And, and so I forgot to turn traction control off in the frenzy of filming. And it was one of those one more times where the guy was like, I just want to get the closing shot. So I'll be in my car, camera on back, and then you come around me and that'll kind of be the closing or whatever. So I did. <laughs> I came around him sideways and then went off the road in front of him, hit the sheriff's mailbox. Um, I had just moved like a quarter mile up the street. Like literally, we live out in the country, but like 
this person lives like a half mile away from me or something like that. Because this was all going on right across from my house. And uh, you just moved into. I just moved into it. And and yeah, she was she she cooled off at first. She was just kind of like, what the hell? And, you know, I kind of explained what we were doing and she still had her uniform on. She had like just gotten home and I was a little <laughs> bit like, how the hell did you get here this fast? And, uh, and then, yeah, she she calmed down a little bit and she was about my age. She was like, yeah, I used to hang out with you nopey boys. And, uh, <laughs> and then the cops did come because they were bored. And one of them gets out. One of them gets out and it turns out I used to valet with them. He was like. I used to ballet with you, man. You're the dude with the magazine. I was like, God dang it. <laughs> and then I had to call the press car company where they came and took the car. Like I was a teenager that just wrecked so, that car. And it was a mess, man. It was not my finest hour. That's for you, sure. <laughs> so you can't have a challenger. You're the saying. point is, yeah, be careful. It is a badass car. I love, um, I love them. We rented them a couple of times and they're fun. Yeah. They're, getting, they're getting cheap. You can do white yeah. bodies on them pretty easy. Um, short of that, I really want a 911, but they keep eluding me in price. So I don't know if I'm ever going to end up with one of those or not. <laughs> yeah. I got that 79, but I got it before the price skyrocketed. Yeah, that's crazy right now. Well, I always it? tell people that's like the only smart thing I've ever done in, in <laughs> with cars ever was just happen to buy that. Ever. And then yeah. all of a sudden they went, Shoo! and I was like, oh, oh I know. The prices are always eluding me, right? Like when I was a kid, I wanted one really bad, but I was a teenager, so I couldn't afford one. And then <laughs> right. they got it's cheap, just, and you're like, eh, I don't really want it. Yeah, it was it's like cheap. I can get it at a later time. Yeah, yeah, you could get like a 911 Turbo, like an 85 for like $9,000 when I was 16 years old. And now. <laughs> yeah, now they're 100 grand. Oh, so I don't know if I'll ever get one of those or not, but I want one. Yeah. I just want a Honda Del Sol. That's all I want. <laughs> I want the, <laughs> that the like seat the tops off and the windows oh. down in the back. Dude, I'm with you. Just power sliding it all over town. I mean, that's pretty. <laughs> how, about, how about an MR2? That's a sporty Del Sol, but you can. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I think you can handle it. I think they come. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I want my motors in the front. <laughs> I don't want it purring at my ears. Yeah. Oh, all right, Fiero, but the I'm V6 one. There There's you one go. for 500 bucks on market. There you go. Right now. Is there? <laughs> <laughs> they take Home Depot credit cards. <laughs> <laughs> it's got 400 bucks. Those cars are like dollar gift card to Home Depot. <laughs> Those cars are like shifting with a broken oar. Like, <laughs> <laughs> is this second or fifth? I don't want. <laughs> I have never driven a Fiero. They're horrible. <laughs> it's the worst. Well, they all have one headlight stuck up. Yeah, winky. Carol, <laughs> is that the beer fridge behind you, right there? Mm, the light or the? No, that's just my wall. Uh, Other side. Uh, I thought you were in the room that has the beer. Fridge. Yeah, I, I am in the beer fridge room. Yes. Okay. Daryl has a beer fridge room, and then in his living room, he has a bourbon counter. That Dang. this. These are facts. Ooh, fancy. <laughs> hey, legit. Uh, I can't tell you who in my family, but they were brewing up a batch today. So y'all just hit me up if you need some good corn liquor. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> coming, out, coming out of run. I'm just a run and shine. There's no laws anymore. So yeah, I said put me, down, put me down for twenty. But if you need me to double that order, we'll do it. <laughs> coming he to said, Georgia. He said, "Bubba, you." 
literally, this is my great uncle. He goes, we're not having anybody over the house right now, but if you want to hang out in the yard, we'd appreciate that. <laughs> we need you to keep an eye out. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, awesome. oh, we hired goons. <laughs> a bunch of high school kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, what else should we ask Daryl, Bubba? Um, that about it. How are the sport bikes? We already asked him that. You were getting your do rag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was actually getting a carbonated beverage. Oh, okay. mm. Mm. they are they are good. They are. Daryl, how's are... how's your dad? My, my dad is fantastic. So the first time I ever met Daryl's dad was me and Cameron, who's like, what's Cameron's official title? Just kind of the your right hand man, basically at JCR of graphic design. Yeah, graphic design isn't really a great title for him. I don't know. He, he does everything. Yeah, just marketing, all marketing. Very talented yeah. person. Anyway, <laughs> yes. so we're at SEMA. Daryl's dad's there and in Cameron. And Daryl's dad leans on me and he goes, I'll tell you what, the second I met Bubba, I trusted him. But Cameron, I don't know about you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Y'all know, know Daryl was conceived in a Wrangler. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't know that. It was a CJ5. CJ5. <laughs> I believe that. It was going to happen. I guarantee my parents aren't going to listen to this. So I <laughs> <laughs> definitely in a CJ5. Yeah. Screen, for screen. My dad's only car. <laughs> when I was born, my mom and dad had one car, and it was a CJ5, and it didn't have a back seat. It had a tire. Jesus. <laughs> Where the back seat? I this think the back seat got broken. <laughs> <laughs> that tire so got broken. Yep, I was just a baby, just laying in the back seat, just strapped down to a tire. <laughs> Very resilient. Well, uh, my dad's my dad's good. To be fair, to if be you fair. if you met Cameron, you would think he's a different person than he really is. Is that true? Bubba? Cameron looks like the Ken Barbie doll. There's yeah. no difference. He's exactly like the Ken Barbie doll. But he's just very like a hipster version of the Ken Barbie That's doll. He's the only person who works at JCR that's still not sure about it. Like, we'll kind of make some jokes, and he's like, no, no, no. no he's, During the editing process, he's like, ha, 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 ha. No, he's, he's, he's vested now. He's 100% indoctrinated into our weird culture. So. They forced him Send into it. it. We've turned him into a hillbilly, though. That's the problem. Like, when he came, he did. I had no idea about vehicles or Jeeps or 4x4s or anything. And now yeah, he, he, yeah, he has a lifted 4Runner. He'll like drive our dually sometimes if we're working on his forerunner. He'll just be driving around in our Ford dually and it's parked in his driveway. And his family comes over and they're like, "What is what is that? <laughs> what is he that had, vehicle that you're driving?" What did he have when he started there? It was a Chrysler uh, Pacifica. Pacifica. <laughs> <laughs> when it was still an SUV or or a, or a small sub SUV. Yeah. Either way, why the hell was he driving that? So he was he not wasn't a car guy. No, he was not a car guy. How did he find you? He looks guys. like a Jehovah Witness or something. So we we had a we got to a point where we needed a graphic designer in house for like brochures and all of our all of our booth space of a design and uh, photos editing and all that stuff. So we we just interviewed for it and he he was at, he just graduated from college and he showed up and he. He fit the he fit the bill perfectly. The only thing he didn't fit is that he didn't have any experience with vehicles whatsoever, right? Like none. I'm just trying none to whatsoever. picture it from his perspective. 
<laughs> like all of a sudden he gets a job and then he finds out what the hell's going on. Oh, so he's, he's, a, he's just like he's holding um, a camera, a camera in Moab. And next thing he's yeah. like, you know, he's not <laughs> yeah. even excited. He's like, we're going where? Like, what is? Like, he's the only person there. Like, didn't want the job because of. Jason. <laughs> well, I mean, like, yeah, he, he had there. no idea what he was what he was getting to. We always joked about his interview. This was in the Handy Corn days, and we always <laughs> joked that we were gonna have Brian leave. Like Brian and I were both in the interview, and then I was gonna pop Handy Corn up from behind the table <laughs> and interview him and ask him interview questions. <laughs> Honestly, not to take away from Cameron, but my favorite JCR video of all time: Daryl bought a very expensive. Batman costume. <laughs> <laughs> so you can still go back. It's hard to find this video, but it's JCR Batman. Yeah. It is the funniest JCR video. It's probably the reason I went to work there was Daryl in the Batman suit. You got on the roof. You got on the roof one at uh, one point and like a an, an ambulance went by or something. And you're oh, like, I'm yeah. on my way. That's <laughs> <laughs> like a Dennis from Terraflex thing. Yeah. Now the morning I got that costume, I I put it on, I ran to the shop, and I stood up on the steel racks in fabrication and just went like this, just overseeing <laughs> fabrication. <laughs> and everyone was like, what in the hell is going on? He's gone nuts. Quality assurance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, my God. Sounds like a dream job. It really I mean, does. Part of it is, and then part of it's a job. That's what we were talking about today. It was like, on camera, it's a dream job. But what we were talking about, like uh, Jeep Beach, what that entails, or any show, it's just like you leave work on a Thursday and drive 18 hours to set up a booth to work all day, sort of mingle, socialize at night. And then the day the show's over, you drive back so you can be at work on Monday. But then everyone's like, living the dream. We saw your Instagram, Facebook pictures. <laughs> like, really? Oh. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, everyone everyone lives through people through Instagram, but that's like the best right. part. That's the best part of people, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. so anything I post on my Instagram or we post on Victory or JCR's Instagram, those are little curated moments in people's lives, right? So you, the, the thing about it is it's just a job, right? So it has ju- all the struggles of any other job plus additional struggles. And so it's fun. I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong, but like, it's it's a it's a lot of work every day because every every dumb video that we make we still have to do like other things like our normal like that takes away from our normal right nine, yeah, nine yeah, to five yeah. right so and luckily like we're at to a point where Brian I don't really have to make the product as much anymore uh, Brian is making product right now because we're so busy but so we don't have to worry about that part but but we still have to have to manage like if I'm, we're doing ads or whatever we have to do, you, you know how it goes like so yeah. Like, how does the process go of making a new product? Like, let's take, I don't know, I guess the Gladiator or or the Tacoma or whatever. Like, like how does that go? You guys go out and you purchase a car and then just start taking it apart and trying to, like, how you know, how does the mindset go of what you're going to develop? What kind of core things are you looking for? Um, so, it's thundering here. So, if, um... If it's a new vehicle, say it's a Gladiator, or say it's a JL, we'll we'll buy a ve- we'll buy that vehicle if we know it's going to have a pretty long lifespan. A lot of products in our company. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get it in the shop. We'll tear it apart, and we'll just start. We'll start figuring out what we need. If it's a JL or a Gladiator, or whatever, we'll start coming up with little trinkety stuff first. So whether it's Molly panels or that kind of stuff. Right, right. 
Um, just so we, those are easy to engineer, easy to get rolling, just so we can start to recoup some of the cost of that vehicle right away. And then the the bumpers and all that other stuff will will get working on. And then it's just a, I mean, there's pretty much a, there's pretty much a set thing we're gonna make on every vehicle at this point. So like this might be a this might be a dumbass question, but like how much of it, like where are your brains at? You know, are you strictly looking at functionality, or then do you make something that you think is gonna be functional and be like, man, it needs to. We need something here or here. Let's make it, you know what I mean? Like, do you add, like, little yeah. flair or? Yeah, all then, the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, so we'll design in the we'll design in CAD what we think it's going to look like. We'll build a prototype, and then often we'll mark that prototype up with either changes to how it fits or changes to how it has to look or changes to features. So there might be four or five revisions of a bumper before we're kind of in an area where we like, even after we design in the computer. So, I think JCR2, one thing, just as an outside perspective, I think they have a hot rod touch. Like, especially when they build vehicles in-house, like, there's kind of like, um, we were talking like Mamba sort of is like, comes from the car world, and they make like off-road wheels. JCR kind of has like a a little bit different twist on, on their armors and bumpers that's a little bit more show quality with actual functionality to it. We, yeah, yeah. yeah, we try to have cohesion. So we try to have a product that when you look at it, you know that it's our product. So whether that's an angle or a line or something. So if you if you wrap your vehicle in our product, it looks like a cohesive thing, right? It's not like a hodgepodge of, of bolt-on stuff. So I think that and, and you're right, the, the, the vehicles that we build, like the show vehicles, we try to think, like, if we were going to build, if this was a classic car, what would we do to make it look good for a show or whatever? So that's kind of the, something that we keep in mind all the time. Where other people are like, what is the current trend? Let's slap that on there and let's go to a show. Yeah. And then consistently, JCR's vehicles are featured at in different magazines. And, well, like, when we they went to SEMA um with the mj and some of the other vehicles they were featured um like in motor trend and things like that and it's like how did they pick that out of all the jeeps that were at sema well they just didn't follow the trend line was yeah yeah. yeah 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 we they actually to are neat. car guys that have an opinion on what would look good outside of what's going on on instagram yeah, the Comanche was always something that was like I wanted to build a real life Hot Wheels. So if we could build an if we could build a, a rock crawling Hot Wheels, what would that look like? And that was always the plan for the Comanche, right? So, oh yeah. But awesome. yeah, th- that's I mean building vehicles is really fun. Like it's it's that's the bummer that we we didn't do SEMA last year and we won't be doing SEMA this year because even though it's it's insane and hectic and takes years off your life, building a vehicle for <laughs> SEMA is a blast. Yeah. Well, the yeah. first vehicle you ever built for SEMA was a Jeep Cherokee on tracks. <laughs> oh, yeah, just to, to try and set the stage here, if you guys haven't been to SEMA, it is all about what's new, and it's all about outdoing that vehicle compared to the booth next to you. You know what I mean? So like, We outdid them. It's like this thing. Yeah. So they show up to SEMA in a Cherokee. With no so tracks on Friday it. is SEMA Ignited. So basically it's the only day or the only time that SEMA is open to the public. So everybody that's been working the booths goes into like a tunnel in their builds. And then there's like grandstands built on the side of this road. And like the public pours in and then people drive their builds through. 
here comes JCR in a Cherokee on track, shaking like this. And Cameron, the graphic designer, is in an abominable snowman suit, hanging out the window and Let's waving go. at me. So Let's go, There's like three Ferraris in front of him. Like, in a and and to recap, this is the guy that was not previously into cars. Yeah, so he's correct. sitting there in a suit, probably going, how the hell did yeah. I get here? <laughs> like, now he has a full Overland build forerunner, like on coilovers and yeah. That's sick. <laughs> That's sick. I well, remember. We got to talk about pigeons before we before we ever get to a close on this. Pigeons. Yeah. What so about? apparently Daryl doesn't think pigeons are real. No birds. Oh are yeah. Real. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, not what? Just, not, not just, just pigeons. pigeons. It's all birds, right? It's all, all birds are not are not. Daryl believes that all birds are government drones and spies. <laughs> But I have a question. Do you eat eggs? Yeah. Where do the eggs come from? They just come out of the drones. They're like little egg factories. No, <laughs> man, I was with you. I saw your post and I was like, hell yeah, man. I so someone, this. Someone I way like, smarter. <laughs> eggs. <laughs> someone way smarter than me has this marketing campaign. I don't know what it's for. It might just be some art college art project about how birds aren't real. And they've made like all of these like videos, right? So it's like these 60s like spy videos about yeah. how the government made all these birds and everything. And I think it's the greatest thing ever. And while all this conspiracy crap's been happening on Facebook about how the government launched COVID to get it, blah, yeah. blah, blah. I just wanted to go full on conspiracy and like the birds aren't real thing and just like yeah. help them with well, their plight. Yeah, get get woke. Birds aren't birds aren't. <laughs> the service to my society. Yeah, it's yeah. funny because uh, I've seen that, but I'm just sitting here trying to think if somebody's listening or hasn't seen that. They're like, "What? <laughs> like what the hell?" But yeah, like, you can back it up. He's got memes and and charts and diagrams to the back videos, up. The videos are so great. It's like scientists doing science. <laughs> <laughs> If if it's true, I've eaten a lot of drones. As a turkey hunter, I've <laughs> consumed the drones. Shot down a lot of drones. <laughs> and eaten them. <laughs> well, in I don't know. In, in, in shish kebab form. Sounds like you're part of the conspiracy if you're trying to prove that birds are real. Hey, my Trump checks, <laughs> my Trump checks are always here. coming in. Put them right next to your Obama phones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what they say, a drone in the hand's worth two in the bush. <laughs> <laughs> well. On that uh, note? Or should yeah. we? <laughs> Is there more? I mean, we could be well, here on that. <laughs> I don't know if there's I don't know if there's more or not. Bubba, how's the shop doing? Oh, it's busy, man. I need you to come on down. I need some help. <laughs> <laughs> we need to cut a Jeep in half. <laughs> let's do it i just been, finished <laughs> just do it yeah no it's been it's been crazy busy unexpected i thought i'm gonna have six months of paying rent without any work but it actually somehow maybe it's the trump checks people are coming in and getting jobs done so true, true. No, it sounds like Wooly needs a gladiator, so you're gonna have to build that for him. So that's no problem. Actually, Jesse uh, has a stockish JKU, and at the end of this month, in one day, we're doing lift kit, <laughs> bumpers, uh, winches, wheels and tires. I mean, he's hashtag sponsored by the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I just bought it at the beginning of this year. I was, uh, I think I spent like six months searching. I found some here and there, and they didn't quite reach the price. Um, and then I moved up here to South Carolina, found one on my way up from Florida. It's that uh, that tank green. Oh, nice. 2016. Um, and it, I was, I was like, all right, yeah, let's do it. And yeah, I got the bug because I was at Grid Life with S3. And uh, it was at Road Atlanta, huge track. And so I'm like going from one side of the track to the other, trying to get footage or photos. And then the pit, you got to go downhill. Um, and then any of the any of the the concert stuff are uphill. So Willie just gave me the keys to his uh, Jeep while he was in the Type R all weekend. So I had a full weekend in the Jeep with all my equipment, just like hauling around everywhere. And that was all it took. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, doors off, <laughs> feet out the window. I just, like, throw it in the park, pull my camera gear out, take some shots, throw my shit in the back, and haul off. And, yeah. that That's awesome, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. So now, so now, you, now Brad's going to build it for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. In and a day. I, I mean, Help us one, think of some funny little shtick that we can do when we build that. We got to try and... Do something funny for the tank. We gotta do something with the tank green color. I think I don't know is what. It, is it tank or taint? <laughs> Listen, if it's if it's Wednesday after Taco Tuesday, yeah. it's that's taint green. So. If your taint is green, you should see a doctor. I think, you know, and no matter what you ate the night before. <laughs> the fire station nearby here has like cutouts of old uh, World War II fighter jets, and they've got all of those beautiful like classic nose arts. So yeah. it's got like bouncing Betty or all that other stuff. That green kind of matches that. So I oh, have so it's, thought oh, about that. Cool. It's got to be Bubba. It's got to be a pinup Bubba on the front. <laughs> <laughs> With a mullet. <laughs> With a mullet. <laughs> and a tank top on and an American hey, flag Speedo. Send, send Cameron down. He actually is a, a, a hand painter. So yeah. uh, he right. actually hand lettered some doors for me. So right. him send him down. He can paint me. I'll just, You'll just post for him. <laughs> Bouncing. Look how good I look in this shirt, though. I'm looking like, man, good in this yeah, shredded shirt. It's got to have a name, though. Oh, yeah, man. And the bandit. Oh, yeah, brother. Oh, yeah, brother. The hair has got to happen, for real. You want me to grow this out? Yes. It's, in my mind, it's already there. When you take that off, I'm going to be alone. <laughs> it's going to be disappointing. All right, I'll try. It'll be good for business. I don't well, know. <laughs> no. not, not Buford. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I haven't been there, but I think they'll accept you. It, it, you'll understand. It's it's kind of like Martin, you know. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, we are S3 Magazine. This is Daryl from JCR, Bubba from Black Bear. We have a magazine. Uh, we were supposed to do this at the beginning. We have a full on magazine. <laughs> 20 you guys have a magazine? It's 2020. What the hell are y'all doing? Shut up. <laughs> we ask ourselves that every day. Uh, but, all right, 20 bucks gets you a subscription and a dope t shirt. Find it online. Daryl, where can everybody reach you online, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, website? 
First, I want to say, if you're not subscribed to S3 Magazine, do it now. It's the best car magazine in America, and I'm not pa- I'm not pandering at all. It's fantastic. It's, it's the best because it's the only car magazine. <laughs> yeah, that's also that's true. true. That's the only one. But even before they were the only one. <laughs> that's what I tell people. I'm like, we're top three. <laughs> Cars, trucks, Jeeps, all in one magazine. Gorgeous photos. It's Subscribe to that. Um, you can find uh, JCR Road at JCR Road. You can find Victory 4x4 at Victory 4x4 anywhere. Um, you can find me if you just search for Bigfoot on the, the Googles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to get angry comments. Oh, I hope so. That's the best yeah. thing ever. Yeah. Is. Content is content. Comments are free. <laughs> That's true. YouTube algorithm would love that. All right, well. Fuck you, Bubba. Huh? I said, what about Farmers what about Only is you? the main place to find me. FarmersOnly.com. Hey, I'm on TikTok. You'll never be lonely at Farmers Only. Or Cousins Only. It's only available in Georgia and Alabama and Pacific. But... <laughs> it's under beta trial. But yeah, you can go on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, YouTube. Yeah, you got to watch this guy on TikTok. Hey, I'm doing it on TikTok. And I just saw JCR on TikTok recently. So, Oh, yeah? Are you on TikTok? We, only, we, have, we have one video. I think. Oh, yeah. Maybe two. We have maybe two. <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> on all the social medias, as Jeep and Bubba, at Black Bear Off-Road. Oh. Or BlackBearOffRoad.com. Alright. Alright, gentlemen. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks for hanging. You're not one of the guys. Oh, yeah. You're listening to the episode of Magazine.